chapter 11. I'm going to do some lengthy reading here. I think we're going down to 44. 44. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with uh, ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he who thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. He stayed there two extra days. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go unto Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of the late sought to stone thee. And go as thou hither again? You want to go back to where they were throwing stones at us? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man walk in the night and stumbleth, because there is no light in him, these things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but that thou thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. They thought he was asleep and not, not the sleep of death. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sake that I was not there. To the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called um, Didymus, unto uh, his uh, fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. Then Jesus came and he found he had lain in the grave four days already. I want you to remember this, that the Jews believe uh, they won't touch a, a body for at least three days because they believe that the spirit hoovers over that body and any time within three days the spirit could go back into the body and that dead person could come back alive. So Jesus stayed four days. He wanted to make sure Lazarus was good and dead. And he said I'm glad. Pretty hard to think about that, huh? Your best friend and you're saying you're glad and you're not running back to his house to to comfort um, his sisters and you just said he's glad and, it's, and, 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 you're, and you're happy about it? Hey, he really had him confused. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furloughs off. 
And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. P.O. Then she then said Martha on to Jesus, Lord, if thou uh, hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that still uh, he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Amen. You hear what I'm saying to you guys? Do you yeah. believe what I'm telling you is actually what he's saying in our words today? She said unto him, Yes, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come unto the world. Amen. And when she had said, she went her way and she called Mary her sister secretly saying the master is come and call us for thee. As soon as she heard that she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into town but was uh, in that place where Martha met him. And the Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, they, uh, she arose up um, hastily and went out, following her, saying, um, She goeth on to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. As mad as her sister was. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the, and the Jews also weeping which uh, came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said on him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold now, he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Could he, could he intervened in it? Could he stopped this thing? Could he, could he told that heart to keep pumping? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. It was a, it was a cave and a, and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone, Martha. The sisters of him, which, which was dead, said unto him, Lord, by, by this time he stinketh. He's good and dead. We, why do we even want to move the stone? Why do we want to go in there? For he has been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I say it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had heard spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he was dead, came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Our Father God, we know that this teaching that you're put in the book of John, it's taken us so much further than just the raising of Lazarus to dead from the dead. You're teaching your disciples and all those that's seen it and heard it, including us that's now reading it. You're teaching us something about you that was more than just raising Lazarus from the dead. And I pray that every heart, every mind, every spirit, every soul will hear your word today and will understand the teaching that you were giving them that you will give to us this morning. I pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Raising Lazarus from the dead was probably one of, if not, one of the greatest miracles that they seen at that time. But he was trying to teach them a lesson. I don't know how many times I've read John through the years. I don't know, maybe a half a dozen times I preached him raising Lazarus from the dead. And my mind was probably like a lot of other minds, preachers that, that preached it, believing that the, the main, uh, the main uh, topic here in this, in this chapter that we just read was the raising Lazarus from the dead. But the more that I started reading this thing, I started to realize that it was much, much more teaching in here um, about Jesus himself, who he was, his authority, the respect, the priorities, our characters, how we're supposed to walk, live, talk, act. So I just stayed with it all the way for the 44 um, From 11 to 44, 1 to 44, I just stayed with the, with the whole ride. Just to give myself some mental notes of what he was actually teaching here. Amen. And how we're supposed to get as much of it as we can and we should absorb it. Because we have a life that has now changed since you received the Holy Ghost. You've got a life that has changed since you've been baptized in his name. And he doesn't want you to be put, or he doesn't want to be put on your list of things to do today. He wants to be number one in your life. He wants people to look at you and the way you walk and the way you act and the way that you talk and the way you dress and the way you treat people and the way your character is and, and just everything about you. Um, um, he wants them to see him through you. And I'll, I'll, I'll prove my thoughts why 
I was on this thing for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, but a couple of days, within a couple of weeks. I got a book home, um, Zig Zagler, and you all know him, probably one of the greatest salesmen out there. We, they used him a lot when I was in sales, um, his techniques and all. And uh, he, uh, he told a story about a, a mother took her little son and uh, they went into a general store. And while they were in the general store, the, the kid would get away from his mother and he would uh, get over to where the barrel of molasses was. It was probably back in the 1800s or something. And, and he'd stick his finger in the, in the molasses and, uh, and he'd be licking the molasses while his mother was shopping. And uh, he said the, the owner of the store seen the kid, got upset, went, grabbed him, and took him and, and dumped his whole face in the bucket of uh, molasses. And then they took him outside and he sat him down. But the kid had Christian teaching. He's been in church for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years, however uh, old he was. And uh, instead of him crying and being embarrassed with all that sticky, uh, sweet glue on you, um, when the mother came out, he was praying, Lord, give me a tongue big enough to reach my whole face. Attitudes. Attitudes. That's why we teach our kids to pray. Troubles come, you pray. Good times come, you pray. Whatever goes on, you pray, you pray, you pray. This is your world. You're, you're an ambassador just traveling through this earth that we are. This is not our home. We're not going to be here forever. It's a temporary place. I told you a thousand times when I, when I ran Manhattan all the time and I lived in New York and I, I took heavy oil down Manhattan all the time and I'd go by the UN building and you'd see all these people with different clothes on, uh, whatever it was they wore overseas. Some had long, you could hardly see the face and, and all that and, and whatever they was and however they dressed, whatever their customs was, you would see them walking back and forth going into the UN building or what else. Well, we are ambassadors for Christ. We're not of this world so we should carry ourselves and conduct ourselves and look decent enough every single day that when somebody looks at you and hears you talk in a conversation that they know who you are whose kids you belong this is what he was teaching them he had so much to teach them in, in John 11, 1 to 44. My, 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 my. Um, some, of the, some, of the, uh, some of the most prominent verses in the scriptures uh, portion was, uh, I got, you got 11, 25, I'm going to put you to work here now. I could have gave them about 75 scriptures. Anybody taking notes, you'll have to write fast. Um, I'll see if Nibs can keep up with me. But 11.25, well, he said, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he who believes uh, in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So already he's teaching them as they're watching what's going on here. And he's explaining them who he is and you need to follow me. And you need to conduct yourself so much differently than you did on your little fishing ship out there. Because I've heard your language. I've, I've, seen, um, I've seen you get in arguments with each other. And uh, I, I don't want you to do it any longer. I want you to change your ways. Right. Come on. And this teaching started here. 
You need to believe that I am who I said I am. I am the resurrection of life. If you are not taking your walk with God seriously, please do. We are at the end of the end of the end times. Look what's going on. Worldwide, just like Jesus described it would be. I am the resurrection of life. And, and, and I thought there was so many other lessons here that Jesus was teaching um, um, through his friend Lazarus. He was teaching the disciples about his deity. He was teaching his disciples about God's glory. He was teaching that Mary and Martha um, uh, uh, about compassion and, 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 uh, and, and even I thought the capacity of death. It does not mean nothing, Martha. It does not mean nothing, Mary. You were looking at the resurrection of life. He that believeth in me. My, 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 Lazarus believed in me. Why are you worrying? Lazarus, come forth. faith builder that's what he was he was teaching the disciples hallelujah to hear what he's saying what can he teach us today he could teach us I'm thinking to 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 understand more and more and more if you if you really read the word. He was teaching some patience to, uh, uh, some disciplines to us, um, waiting on God's timing. Um, uh, I didn't give you that nibs, that's 11, one to 16, I don't wanna go through all that. But have you ever watched a spider? I got lots of them on my back porch. And I remember, uh, it wasn't this summer. I think it might have been last summer. I was sitting there in my chair, and, and I like to watch the top because I could see the deer. If, the, if uh, the right openings between the tree leaves and branches, I could see them walking up on, a, on the ledge of the mountain with the sky behind them. So I usually sit there and see uh, a lot of wildlife go by. And I was watching this spider, and, and, and he builds the web. And I was watching him build, and it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, and then uh, the next day, I, I was sitting there, and I was watching him again. And now he was just sitting there waiting patiently for a meal. So for the next couple of days, when I sat there, I looked over at that spider web. And even when I opened uh, the gate to go out, I would open this one because I didn't know I was studying that one. And I open this one and go out and keep it behind me because I want to see how the deal was. And you'd see the spider very patiently waiting. And I thought about that when I was, when I was reading John here, uh, how, how he made that web. He was waiting for some food to, to suddenly come around, and my, my, my. So he, 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 he is, God is expecting us to not to be rushing him in timing. And I thought of that spider when I was reading this the other day. How the spider just did what he's supposed to do, made his home, got the bait, now laid there quietly and patiently for the meal to come. And sure enough, a fly came by. 
But I have to admit, I let the fly go. <laughs> I broke his web and got him out of there. God does the same thing. When he tells us to wait, it's purposeful. Did I give you four? When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. You see, wait. They had to wait for, he was teaching them how you got to wait for me to go and take care of this problem with Lazarus. Just like the spider, he had to wait. Lazarus' death was, was not a, a permanent death. Um, I thought, Jesus thought for sure, and he would accomplish whatever great God, or whatever God's great glory was going to be there. He is patient, and he's reaching out to us with the gospel. Second Peter 3 and 9, did I give you that? You know why? Because I wrote it down. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness. But as long suffering toward us, toward us, how long did God wait to get you out of the bar? How long did God wait to get your attention that your lifestyle stinks and you need to come to him? That's exactly what Jesus was teaching them here. How long? He was long suffering. Oh no, he's going to drive drunk. Long-suffering toward us, not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, so his plans, I thought, they were already set. Um, they, 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 they were going to take the place uh, in his way and in his time, according to Isaiah 55 and 11, I found, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. This shall not return to me void. When you go out there and you knock these doors, you are planting seed and his work and is going to continue to go forward and it's not going to come back void. People are going to come to the house of God because he dealt with me for years and years and years and years I would always always think about him Amen. every time I'd hear a church bell ring every time I'd see people walk into church every time I'd see Sunday school kids no matter where I live where I was and my mind always went on him his timing always teaches us about himself did I give you Hebrews Oh no, just stay where you are, 9 and 10. Jesus answered, Are there any not 12 hours uh, uh, in a day? If any man walk in a day, he stumbles not because he could see light of, of, of this world. It's daytime. You could, you could see where, you, where you're walking. So as timing is teaching us, you're going to do it when I'm ready to tell you to do it. Don't just go running out into traffic. Yeah. These guys were really getting some teaching here. He's the light giver, the Bible tells us. He's the life giver, the Bible tells us. 
And he's taught so many scriptures about himself. He taught Abraham that he was the provider. I'll give the ram. I'll supply the sacrifice. I'm not going to take your son. You've got to depend on me, Abe. He taught Paul that, that, um, that he was the grace giver. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm not going to heal you. I don't care how many times you ask me to remove this thorn. I'm the one in charge. These disciples are getting some real discipline here. He taught Moses that, um, that he was the lawgiver and the guide. You just stay up here as long as I want you up on this mountain with me, Moses, 40 days. I know what's going on down there. I could see the partying. I could see them making a golden, a golden God to, to follow. But you stay up here with me because I'm the guide and I'm in charge. And when I'm done, I'm going to give you the law to take down there and, and lay it out to them. But you don't go anywhere, Moses, because I'm the Lord giver. He taught, he taught, uh, he taught Job that he was the absolute sovereign Sovereign means a ruler, yes. a king. Amen. <laughs> yes. Job, don't you tell me. Right. Let me tell you, Job. I'm the one that told the deer when to lay down and have their babies. Right. I'm the one that told the ocean how close it can come to the shore and stop and go back. Did you do that, Job? Can you do that, Job? He laid it right out. That was daddy talking. Does he ever talk to you like that? Because he rips me. He's teaching these disciples that he has the power even over life and death. Patient in God's timing, it just always produces great faith. Always, 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 always. Did I give you 15? And I am glad for your sake that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Patience, guys. I know he's dead. He's not sleeping. He's dead. And I know it's four days. And I know just what you, 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 you boys are thinking. But I'm in charge. I've got the power, he's saying. The disciples, they, they, they still hadn't reached the point of, of, of perfection yet. I'm thinking, I don't know, that's what I was thinking. They, they, couldn't have, they couldn't have got to that place in, in their vision to where he wanted them you know, in their faith. What did I write? I wrote something down here. They thought that Jesus spoke about Lazarus just sleeping, and, you know, uh, taking a little nap. But instead, it was death, 13. How be it Jesus spake of his death? But they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in the sleep. 
taking the, uh, taking this one o'clock nap. They thought that they would meet their death with Jesus at, at Bethany 16. Then said Thomas, which is called um, Didymus, unto his uh, fellow d disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. That's what they thought Jesus was talking about. You can see this teaching that was going on from 11.1 all the way down to 44. You could probably go further, but I didn't have the time. I spent a lot of time in this thing. James 1, 3 and 4, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Whoa. No wonder we're always being tested. No wonder we have so many trials. No wonder you have so many struggles. You think, wow, just because I'm a Christian, that's what I thought when I forgot saved. Man, this is going to be pretty good. I don't have to do nothing no more. And then all the trouble started coming my way as I was growing. And your way as you were growing. And you're wondering, I thought Jesus was supposed to be stopping this. No, Jesus is letting you get hit to toughen you up. That's right. Yeah. So you'll learn how to deal with problems in a proper way, in, a, in the right character, with patience. James uh, 1, 3, and 4. I don't think I gave you that, did I? I did. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, there you go. I didn't think I gave it to my lips. By the trying of your faith, work is patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect means mature. Perfect means whole. You are a whole Christian. You are a whole uh, 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 person. As far as being perfect, then none of us could be the perfect that we know of perfect. That's why churches have so much trouble, because we don't have that kind of perfect. But this is what the Lord was trying to teach him. Patience, high value this Christian's character, um, uh, because it's a sign of maturity. James 1 and 4. Again, is that what we just had? I got ahead of myself. Knowing this, that the typing of your faith, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Yeah. Troubles are going to come your way. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. Yeah. If you go outside in, in, a, in a blizzard and, and, it's, and it's 10 below zero here in Syracuse, which can easily happen, and you don't dress for it, you can get pneumonia. Doesn't matter because you're a Christian. It doesn't matter because you're saved. You didn't dress right. You're a human being, and, and you're going to get sick. That's right. That's right. I thought that there was only going to be one way that we could uh, run the, this race that we're in, that we, we call the Christian life, and Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, I hear that in my mind day and night all the time. We are surrounded with witnesses that made it, that did it. So you can too. Put this flesh down. 
Let us lay aside every weight. Whatever your struggle is, lay it aside. Get rid of it. It ain't going to help you in your world that you're going to. Only grab the things and, and read and, and, and look at the things that's going to help you walk. Strengthen your spirit. I got books home that um, if, I'm, if I'm bumming, I got books laying all over my room. I know just what book to pick up and there's something so good in it. There's always a story, a quick little one-page yeah. story that just picks you right up. Priorities. <laughs> when I read priorities, I read about these uh, four guys were going hunting. They were all friends. And they were going to go deer hunting. And they said, well, let's go two at a time so we can watch out for each other. I think there was five guys. One stayed back at camp. Or two stayed back at camp. Might have been more than that. I don't remember. But all I know is um, um, hours later, um, they, they, there's one guy is coming back who, who they all went uh, with two, one, one apiece, uh, Fred and Tom or Dick and, and Harry or whatever. And uh, they, they went scattered in the woods, if I remember the story right. And when they come back, this one guy is dragging this eight-point buck. And, uh, and he can't even walk no more. He's so exhausted. And they said to him, where's Harry? He goes, oh, Harry, he had, he had a stroke or something, I don't know, a couple miles back there. He's, he's, he's on the trail back there. Something happened to him. I think it was a stroke, you know. Harry had a stroke. And you wind up bringing this deer back instead of Harry? Why did you do that? Where's your priorities? He goes, well, I knew nobody was going to take Harry. Priorities. You got to get your priorities right. That's what this teaching is all about. Amen. Church, 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 church. Amen. Why do you church, 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 church? Because this is what I do. I used to drink, 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 drink. This is my life. This is what I do. Yeah. Carpenters build things. Mechanics fix things. I try to get people saved. That's my job. That's your job. That's our job. That should be number one. Yeah, you got to go to work for eight hours a day. But afterwards, um, it's back to Christianity. You can still be a Christian on your job where you work. I get a lot of teaching out of this stuff. I love it. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Therefore, uh, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all in the glory of God. So we give glory uh, to God in the words that we speak. Yes. What else did I write down? In our motives, in our attitudes, in our obedience. But we could do the same thing, uh, uh, I, I, I thought, uh, equally and damage people and the glory of God gets damaged on how you handle your attitude how you handle your character this is what Jesus was trying to teach him priorities 
life to the dead, 25 and 26. Didn't give it. We're given spiritual life, the Bible tells us. Ephesians um, uh, 2 and 1. I know I didn't give you this because I couldn't think how to spell Ephesians. I was having a senior moment. And, and, and it, it says in verse um, uh, uh, 1 and 5 and then 3, it says, And when you m made alive, you were dead in trespasses and sins. Even when, you, even when you were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace. Who has been saved? My, 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 my. Hallelujah. You don't get good to get God. I had a pastor always say that. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. So we're given this spiritual life according to Ephesians. We'll be given a uh, uh, life glorified body, 1 Corinthians 15, 53 to 54. I didn't put it down. For this corruptible must put on incorruptible. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruptible, this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass. And saying, it is written, death where is your victory? So Paul is saying, man, if you just do what these scriptures are telling, if you just walk close to him, if you just stay with him, death can't even hurt you. It'll just be like stepping off this step and stepping right into Hallelujah Boulevard. It's going to be that quick. It's going to be that easy when he, when he takes his church home. My, my, my. Romans 1 to 17. Well, I'm not going to read all that. But it says, for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. <clears throat> As it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's how we live. We live by faith. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We just know that God will be there whatever it brings. And we can get through it. So it's Jesus' work from the beginning to the end. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He went to the cross. He endured the cross for us. Despising the shame, it was <clears throat> the creator of all things, God himself, right. stark naked on the cross for the whole, uh, yes. uh, the whole world to Jesus. see. He despised that shame because I got to get my baby saved and I'll take on the sin that they have. Can you hear him crying? The scripture said that he despised the shame and was set aside, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It, it, it should exist in, uh, in an abundance uh, of our lives according to James 2 and 5. Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich? <laughs> the abundance 
of the supplies that he supplies in faith, the heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. Power, I thought, demonstrates um, to us, uh, according to uh, 38, 11, 38, and 44, um, if you go home and you read that again, to me, it demonstrates the power of his sovereignty. I am the ruler. I am in charge. Amen. That's what sovereignty means. A ruler, a great king, a majesty, a king of kings. Yes. Look it up for yourselves. And this is what he's teaching them. Nothing happens to you that I don't see coming your way. Nothing happens to you that I don't allow it or stop it. When the devil came to, to God and said uh, um, uh, 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 he, 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 he was going to put Job through the test, God said, you can do anything that you want to him, anything you want to for him, but you can't take his life. So he was showing even the devil, I'm still in charge. And I know that man. And that's why I told you, have you considered Job? Everybody else falls apart as soon as little pressure's on them, they want to run. Have you considered my servant Job? Oh, I'll get him to curse you. No, you won't. I'll get him to curse you. No, you won't. Do anything you want to him, but you can't kill him. Imagine that kind of a walk. It's easy for us to say, oh yeah, I'd be a Job. Oh yeah, I'd be an Enoch. It's so easy to say it until you're there. His, uh, his rule is not subject to, to change. It's, I, I thought, you know, from, from whatever, day one. I read something the other day that it, it, never, it never dawned to me. No, I seen it on YouTube, I think. I was looking about the stars, how many stars there was. And, uh, uh, and uh, they say, uh, scientists say that there... Um, is probably more stars up there than there is grains of sand on the beaches that they've now um, found out. But in all of that, they were saying, had the planets and the stars, um, uh, if they weren't lined up where they are, they would have never been able to go to the moon. And I thought, there you go again, Lord. They don't know what they were saying. Right. But everything was out of their way for days at whatever, 30,000 miles an hour or whatever it was traveling. But it said if some planet or something moved from, from day one just one way or the other, um, they could have never made that trip.
God's not restricted by anything. He's not restricted by any time. Second Peter um, 3 and 8, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years are as one day. Time for God is nothing. He created. He controls. He controls the sun. He made it stand still for Joshua. I love it. Every now and then, every once in a while, you'll, you'll, you, you watch these scientific programs and they'll talk about, and it's amazing how they know, but they'll say we lost 24 hours somewhere in time. And every time I hear that um, on the radio or, or, or I read it, I go, call me. I'll tell you where it is. Yeah. Imagine they know that. We lost 24 hours in time, these scientists was, was explaining. And how they would ever know that, who knows? And they don't know where it went. I know where it went. Yeah. I'll take you right to it. Joshua was in a battle. Right, right. Amen. He almost had his enemies wiped out. Yeah. But it was getting dark, so he told the Lord to leave the, the sun up. And not only that, the, I read the scripture again when, 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 I was, when I was putting this together. And not only that, but the moon stood still too, the scripture said. <laughs> and then it started to make sense because you know I go out on my back porch late at night with my dogs and, 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 and the moon is over here and in the east I'm looking at it and then I go out a couple hours later it's either right over my head or it's, it's to the west so I, I thought about that you know the Lord was smart enough to know if I'm going to stop the sun I don't want to mess up all the timing because of the season so I got to hold the moon too True science proves the Bible will be 100% right. All of, uh, the, uh, all of the, 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 the twists and turns, I thought, um, that we go through here with our problems and our troubles, God's never shocked. He's, ne he's never like, oh, no, really? He knows all things. He knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Maybe when he's on our case about something um, so harshly, it's because he knows I'm running out of time and you better get this fixed because tomorrow's doomsday for you. Time for God is nothing. He plans all the details of his work for us in the right way, I thought. He's not restrained by nothing. I pulled up uh, Jeremiah 32 and, and 17. Oh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. He knows our trials. Amen. He is God and he is God alone. And everything should just, I know because of time, but every, everything should just pull us like a magnet pulls metal. It should pull us to him every day. Yes. Every day. 
Get your mind away from the things of this world. Whatever you feed the most, that's what dog is going to win the fight. A hungry dog or a dog that's been ate and full of uh, steak and energy, um, who's going to win that battle? You know the dog that's fed the most. So if you're feeding yourself on all this worldly garbage, um, that's what's going to win you. But if you fill yourself on all the spiritual stuff, that's what's going to win you. We need to really be concerned about where we're going to spend all eternity. Not the fun that we can have here right now, which is temporal. We've got to start making plans for where we're going to spend um, the next trillion years. We're on our test grounds now. Let's stand, church. So somebody says something to you and insults you. The flesh says, let them have it. The spirit says, let it go. You're going to, you're going to heaven, man. Don't let, the, don't let that pull you into, their, into their, their, their emotions, their drama. Man, you're on, you're on your way past the moon. Some of them are on their way uh, past the heat of the fire in the center of the earth. I'm not going to let nobody else take me there because I want to really tell them what I think about them. You think that's really going to make them feel good and straighten up? No way. Shut your face. Watch this tongue and you'll live in all eternity with the Lord. Man, did Jesus teach in that book of John. And I hope some of you go home and pull this up and, and, and pull up them scriptures and read it for yourself. He was making men and women out of all of those that were following him. This kid can play.